welcome in. You are listening to another episode of the Keep the Change podcast. We got Mikey back in the studio for a bloody heartbreaking episode today, mate. Oh, man. And we've got Sunday workers surrounding the building. We have. <laughs> so it's a Sunday for context, you listeners out there. We are chipping away, bringing some content to you because I'm about to go on a seven-week, but no, I've done one of those in my lifetime, a two-week bender uh, into America. It's 10 days. When do you fly out? I don't know, May the 5th, I think, maybe. Uh, I've got literally got a meeting, and then I get in a car, go to the airport, and she's on. Yeah, good. Yeah. It's full noise. So we're getting some pods done nice and uh, crisp before we get off, uh, while I get out of here, so that the people have still got plenty of content. And they are working in the building, so there's a bit of drilling going on. They're putting a couple of new floors up there. Yeah, it sounds like they're building a road on the roof, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Drilling through concrete and all sorts, <laughs> so hopefully you can't hear that in the background, and hopefully it doesn't distract us too much throughout these podcasts, but hey mate, it's good to see some productivity in the country. Should we ask for a review? Good idea. <laughs> it's a real good idea. Good idea. Because I know that last time you asked for a review, no one did it. None of you? None of them. Are you serious? <laughs> I don't think anyone did. Mother. Nah, there's a few because we've gone from 800 to 811 when I had a look this morning. Oh, cool. And I refresh it every half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> no, who's counting? <laughs> no. It's um, on Spotify. 5,000 is the target though, right? No, no, yeah. that's like 1,000 shit. Okay, let's level it up. 5,000. Here's yeah. Mikey. He's throwing the big goals out. And that only means that we need like less than 25% of you to jump on and go click five star. Thanks, bye. And by the time we get to 5,000, there'll probably be 100,000 listeners. So mm. it's not that big of an ask. Exactly. Five seconds to help us get to 5,000. There we go. That's the new tagline. <laughs> Love a bit of marketing, baby. Well, mate, today, somber, somber, somber podcast. Have to bring it back to reality. Now, here's another lead into the uh, phone. <laughs> Mikey's phone's ringing. But we've called this one, You Have Been Lied To. Mikey's been having a conversation recently about this. I've got this idea brewing in my head. And I messaged Mikey and I said, we've got to do a podcast at some stage about how people have been lied to. And I thought, I'm going to need a few days to try and collect my thoughts around this. Mike uh, gets here and he says, I really like that topic. Yeah. <laughs> so, I do. So I, here we go. In 10 seconds, I wrote down some quick notes, but I'm sure we'll both be able to articulate what this means from a couple of different angles. Yeah. And the catchy headline is, I guess it's not misleading. It's just that we continue to believe in certain ways of doing things that I believe uh, individually sometimes are not the best for the person. Yeah, and society just keeps pushing that narrative, um, and I think it holds people back. Definitely, I think um, the cookie cutter way of doing things. Like, I don't even agree with going to school for some people. I think I do think personally. I think it's very important to understand maths and how to talk, and then apart from that, like some people are better off going to be engineers by becoming tradesmen straight away. Like, why not start them at ten? Mm. You know, and then uni scam um mortgage house blah blah blah. like this this cookie cutter package that we're meant to slot into from the moment we go to school to the moment we die i don't know it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like it it works anymore it does feel like when i talk to a number of people probably because i've now pocketed myself inside an audience and built it with people going yeah this is broken i want something more Mm. now before we get too in-depth into the different things and our reasonings for why we think you've been lied to, um, just want to say that you may have been lied to. However, once you realize that, you can get yourself out 
and you still live in a country, in a society where if you want something, you can go and get it and you can have it. 100%. The unfortunate piece is that most of us are lied to and we sleepwalk or are blind to the fact that the path we're on actually won't achieve too much for us in our life. It won't get us to the places that we like to. That is why when lotto jackpots, we all fucking go get a ticket. Mm. We fantasize. They turn over a billion dollars a year mm. because we go, wow. I know, I know that the path that I'm on, deep down I know it, and I, man, I do not want to admit it, that this isn't going to get me the things that I really do want in my life. But if I line up in that lotto line, and if somehow I win it, I can have those things. Mm. Now, I think it's really hard to admit to yourself that this isn't going to work, whatever it is that you're doing. And for me, it was staying in my job, and I knew that I had more than that, and that the world had more for me, and even in my business now, now that I've sort of done five years of it, I'm like, you know what? It's, it's not a good use of me doing this for another 15 years. Mm. You know, it probably needs to be done in a different way or the world can get more from me. So I need to extract myself out of that. So now that I think like that, I'm like, okay, well, only I can build that plan. doesn't mean I don't enjoy what I'm doing, but I can probably have a bigger impact by doing bigger things. And that's the sort of stuff that I like doing. Mm. So why stay on that same path? And I can see what's down there. That's the thing, I think, about um, like basically what I was doing previously before I came self-employed, which was, you know, PAYE salary, you can project that out for most of your life. Get a house, then buy a rental, then you can project out what that happens for most of your life. Um, and I had like a come to Jesus moment one day, eh? And I was like, shit, if I own a house and five properties, I'll probably and then spend 30 years of my PAYE work paying all of the debt off. At the end of it, I'll have like 100 or 150 grand a year. And I was like, shit, that's 30 years and that's not enough for me, eh? Because in my head, I had pictures of like a fun life that I was going to live. And it was like, fuck, I've started like quite heavily down this path of mm. doing these things. And then I had like this realization that I was like, oh, I either have to go and like 10x this like rental property game and get to 50 somehow, or I have to find another vehicle to do it in. Yeah. And I ended up slowly sort of changing paths. And yeah, I think um, it's a really, really hard thing to, like if it hits you in the face, like the realisation of it, I, I don't even know if peop some people get the realisation of it and they just sleepwalk through it and continue with it. Um but you have to, if yeah, you you have to be able to make a really hard decision there, being like, shit, I got to make some changes, eh? Yeah. Um, because this like set and forget sort of process that I'd planned out and gone through was never going to get to what I wanted. So what's the point in fucking doing it? Nice. But you it's know? very hard to then pull yourself to to have that realization and then go, you know what, this isn't going to work. I've got to do something really brave and I've got to change, right? Yeah, and that's yeah difficult. Yeah. yeah, then you have to cut and start getting into the camp of like, right, got nothing to, like, my my viewpoint was like, if I carry on down this road, I'm going to get some nice, cool, uh, I'm going to have an okay life. But really, it's not what I want. So I had to go into the mindset of like, let's change it, there's nothing to lose. Because if I carry on, I'm not going to get what I want. Mm. And if I change, I might not get what I want, that's the risk. 
Um, yeah. and, and once you know, you've only got yourself to blame. Yeah, and then There's you have no, to go into full belief mode. Yeah, because say you did carry on down that path and you didn't know and you got there and you got to 65 or whatever and you have your five rentals bringing in your 150k or whatever it is, right? And then you realise, oh, fuck, this isn't actually what I thought it was. Okay, there goes 50 Gs of tax. Yeah. Now I've got 100 grand. Shit. Okay, this is... So it's good to speculate into the future and go, okay, if I stay on this path, what's it actually going to look like? And then you've got to look at yourself in the mirror once you know, once you can map it out. And you can map the shit out. You can get a mortgage calculator. You can get a retirement calculator. And you can look at yourself in the mirror and go, the only one that's going to change this is that person in the mirror. Mm -hmm. That's the scary thing is once you know, like once you do this, once you figure out what you want and go into the future and figure out is the path you're currently on going to get you there, once you realise it isn't, fuck, that's when the game begins. Yeah, then you just you just signed up for a life of risk and uncertainty. Yeah. But it's way more fun. <laughs> and, and people aren't going to understand you nah. and you're, you're going to question whether you're doing the right thing, all these different types of things. Um, you wonder where your money's coming from the next month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you and have to live like that for the rest of your life. <laughs> and then, you know, you break the back of it and you wonder, why didn't I do this sooner? Yeah, you know? Fuck. But also, just a, a reminder that Mikey's goals and my goals don't need to be your goals. You know, where this is not do the things that we think are exciting for us. This is build out what you want to do and have that. And I'll play the, the reel that I released this morning because this is sort of where some of my thinking about this topic has come from and, and it's I, and it's hurt yeah it, it's uh it's it's gone pretty well this morning and i thought oh sunday morning i don't know if content will really pop off but listen to this retirement plan you thought we'll it was go back to the start. owning one home is not the retirement plan you thought it was and that should scare the f out of you let's take a look at how most kiwis prepare themselves for their retirement through the family home now, we stop contributing to our KiwiSaver so that we can drain it and get ourselves onto the property ladder, and two-thirds of Kiwis aren't actually actively contributing to their KiwiSaver, the scheme that is set up to help us prepare for our retirement. No, instead we focus on becoming debt-free, and we want to pay off that mortgage so that we can have what's called a freehold home, and that is the result. We're now asset-rich, but we're cash flow poor. We've got a great box of sticks that we don't have to pay a mortgage on, but we don't actually have any income streams coming in either. We've stopped contributing to our KiwiSaver up here, so we probably don't have dividends and things coming in from the investments that we've made. Now, the pension is only around $250 after tax each week, so I don't know if that's going to prepare you for retirement either. But this should scare you, and this should make you think bigger. Is this the use your family home as your retirement, is that really a good strategy? You've got to be thinking, what else can you do with the equity in that property as you go? And how else are you preparing yourself for retirement? Otherwise, you're going to be severely disappointed. <laughs> there we go. So I think a lot of people can understand that because I actually didn't think this would get the traction that it has, but it's um, you know, it's, it's gone pretty well. And there's a few, few comments, people liking it, because I think it really resonates at the moment where especially now that we've gone into an environment where interest rates are more expensive, it's harder to pay down your property. It's harder mm. to build that equity. We've got inflation. Uh, we've got higher taxes. We've got uh, taxes increasing through the brackets due to bracket creep, due to inflation. Mm. And a big chunk of our income is going off to the banks in terms of a repayment against the property, which people like because they think, okay, well, at least I'm paying something down. But then now also interest as well. And I think that's why it resonates because people realize, yeah, okay, good point. If I did... Like it may take me 30 years to pay off this home. That's the plan that the bank put me on. Yeah. They said, oh, yeah, we'll give you a 30-year mortgage. 
So they gave you the plan, and yeah. you go, yeah, I'll sign up to this plan. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. You want to be going, yeah, okay, that's the baseline. Yeah. I can handle that, but you know what? This bad boy is going to get paid off in 15, 10, yeah. 7. Less, yeah. Yeah, whatever. But, you know, then I got a message from someone, and they said, I'm 33, I'm nearly freehold on my property, will be in the next couple of years, so what do I do? Am I like, cool. This is a very good example. Like, you don't have a plan yet, but you need one. So this is where you need to go back to, well, what do you actually want? Mm. Because now you're in a really good position. And the, I could have made that video two ways. I could have left out, I always try and chuck in a bit of a, this is what you need to be thinking about. And it's basically, once you build up a bit of equity in that property, that's why so many people thought, well, I'll then go and get a rental because I can use leverage. And that's what property allows you to do. So there we can hate on landlords and stuff, but that's literally what people start to learn because they just go to another level. They realise, well, I've got 400 grand equity in this property or 200,000. Yeah, got to use it for something. Yeah, the rules. it sitting there. Yeah, the rules tell me I can go get another rental property or I can get a property. So sweet. So then they go and do that. And so it goes on and on. So I said to this person, you need to work with a financial advisor to basically build out what you want in the future and then figure out how you're going to use the equity you've built up in your property and your freehold asset that you've got to do that. Otherwise... You just run the risk that, well, now you don't pay your mortgage, and so you just piss away the money. Mm. You get to 65, cool, you've achieved the dream of, of, of a freehold home that a lot of people want to have, but where's your income going to come from? Yeah, 100%. And also, I think it's okay to go down, if you want to do the, like I say to people when they come to me and they're like, oh, we want to buy a rental or we want to buy a second rental or whatever, I'm like, cool, no worries, we can do that. But you have to realise, like, once you d- decide on that plan, if you're, if you're, career and stuff like that is is one of the ones that's sort of mapped out and you can sort of predict the future as long as you turn up um, and do a good job and continue to get promoted and your income slightly increases you don't want to deviate from the plan once you've built it like if your plan is to have 10 rental properties or five rental properties and you're two in already um, like if you decide halfway to do something then you get stuck with like oh, I've got to pay capital gains tax on that one when I sell it, and mm. oh, shit, the market's not quite the right time to do this, so I'm going to have to be stuck in here for another couple of years to wait. And Got that this week from two different people. So, yeah, I mean, all of these different things pop up, so you have to be in the headspace of like, right, if I do this, I'm committed to it. And yeah. that's, that is the goal that I want to achieve, 100 grand a year and passive rental income or whatever it is, and then go about building it, and don't deviate, just stick to it. And that's cool. Yep, like, that's, that's what you want completely fine you'll have assets that are worth like Auckland housing in 30 years will probably be like a billion dollars a house so <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny because I got a message this week from someone saying hey we brought a property in this month in 2021 and, and I'm like, I knew as soon as I read this I know what's happening yeah and it's we're now going to move cities but we don't want to sell because we're only getting offers what we pay for it but we also spent some money renovating and I think it's a good reminder that when you buy a property and you think okay, I'm just going to ride the capital gains and all this shit and, you know, I'll be here forever and it's my forever home or mm. all this bullshit, you know, oh, people will stay for seven years or the loan's 30 years. I've met very few people that have lived in their home for the 30 years of the loan. I've met one person who's yeah. outright told me, oh, we've been in a house for 40 years. I thought it was the coolest story and they're a sewer as well. I thought it was fucking interesting. <laughs> that's crazy. But that's the only person I've ever bumped into and I've talked a lot of shit to a lot of people but... Yeah. <laughs> Basically, they're like they're in the emotion. I we don't want to sell because we don't feel like we're we're going we're going to go backwards. But it's like we bought a home in 2021, and it's a it's in their words a one in a hundred year house. Mm. But like, says who? 
you know? So then, and then they quantify why it's a one in a hundred year house, but then they want to move. I'm like, but if it's a one in a hundred year house, why would you need to move for a hundred years? You know? Mm. So now that something in their life has changed, now they have to move. And that's fine. Like, I'm not ripping on this person, but it's a good reminder for us that actually, as humans, we're very transient, I think is the term. And mm. we will move around and we'll go different places. When big opportunities pop up for us, we're not going to go, nah, love my home here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, are you, are you going to pay me two hundred thousand dollars more to to live in this town? Sorry, got a got a once in a hundred year home. Actually, did you know? Did yeah, you have exactly. you seen what it, where I live? Yeah. The other one that I see all the time is like, um, like a young single person that has done okay with their income or whatever, and they're buying a home for themselves, and then it comes along, and then like the and then a partner comes along later, and then there's a kid, and this doesn't suit, and you know all of these things happen, mm. and you never plan for them. Yeah, when you buy your property, which fixes you into debt and a single location, you remove a piece of your ability to move, no matter which way you look at that, because you might get tied up with emotion of what you could sell it for. Yep. Um, and you're not, you're just going to be able to take that with you, but you can't foresee what's going to happen in those next seven years, 15, 20, 30. Mm. And that's why you've got to try and build a plan to go, right, well, say property is the journey, cool, well then how do we decrease that debt so that we can look at buying somewhere else or renting somewhere else and then renting that out, you know, to give yourself options because you don't want to get into that situation and not, excuse me, not have the options to be able to choose what you want to do. Mm. I think that's ultimately what we're all searching for is the ability to, to have options, not to be told what to do. Yeah, and I think when, like, the societal narrative is like, Property's been mean for 50 years. Once you can get into the market and the pressure's on from the parents and the grandparents and everything, it's really hard to break that. Yeah, and you don't, and because of that, because of the history and because of, you know, the capital gain, blah, blah, blah. That was every 10 years. (laughs) The property cycle. Yeah, and you don't pay tax on it. (laughs) Yeah. And you can use leverage. Yeah, and because of all that, it's really hard. Like it blocks you from thinking about, what it might look like in five years if I end up with a partner and a baby. Yeah, true. You know? Yeah. And that's okay, but you you do want to think about that stuff and you can still make the same decision. You can still go and buy the house and do whatever you want. That's cool. Um, but you have to be okay with being able to be flexible down there because you'll be stuck. Yeah. Or or be able to, or have to think and know that it's coming and, and handle it. And I think it's the same with like, man, I remember in like fifth form being told like, these are the classes you want to take. Because these are the ones that will get you university. And I was like, oh, okay. I don't even like school, so why would I like university? Mm. Well, you want to go to university because then you'll get a job. And I was like, there was no other option. That was the only thing that was talked about. And, like, luckily, even then, I just didn't give a fuck. <laughs> so I just <laughs> Uni. <laughs> yeah. And that was probably for other reasons because I just was so carefree. But... um like, there was another thousand people at this school that jumped on the bandwagon and did that, right? Yeah. And, like, I've talked to some of them now. I've actually bumped into more in, like, the last year than I have since I've left the school. Um, and some of them hate hate it. They, they don't know why they went. Don't know why they chose what they chose. Still, still paying it off. I was like, yeah. I was like, I know why you chose what you chose because they were jamming it down our throat. Mm. You know, like, at the time, I was like, while you guys are at the careers day, like, choosing to... You know, be an accountant and do... <laughs> Fucking idiots. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was, like, wagging. Yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't there, so I didn't get it jammed down my throat. But, I've, but like... You found something, you've gone after it. It's a lie. Yeah. 
it's a societal lie to have teachers tell you that you need to have this to get a job to earn money to do well. You, you you don't that's not that's not the fact. The fact is you get paid when you provide value and exchange trades trades from one hand to another because you've got something they want and you can help. That's yeah. it. Yeah. There's no other like scientific special way to do it. Mm. You know, and like the only reason you're getting paid with your degree is because the owner of the company needs you as leverage. That's a fact. And he's charging out more than you're worth. Over a scale. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like... He, they, them, she. Just correct you there, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, so... You're like, talking about yourself running your business. <laughs> <laughs> all, all, of, all of that stuff is a lie. Mm. It's a massive lie. And we all still believe it. Yep. And then we learn it and then we pass it on. Because it will... But it worked for... This is where these things don't work. Because then you say, but Luke, you went to uni, you got an accounting degree and you're doing well. Yeah, but Which, then but you pretty much threw it all out and did it on your own after. <laughs> yeah. And I probably, what I've learned is it could have been anything. Like some days I think, fuck, I should go work for Saatchi and Saatchi. Or just go work for a massive marketing company and just mm. crush it for them. Be like, hey, just give me free reign and I'll blow your whatever it is up. You know? <laughs> yeah. But I've learned that through the things that I've then done. But mm. when I was at uni, my mates that did marketing, I was like, fuck, you guys are idiots paying to do that. That's common sense, that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I started doing it, I was like, man, that's really hard, boys. Uh, what are the answers? <laughs> and they would laugh at me, and they're like, you dickhead, you yeah. told us. You know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. I think it's changing. But also I think, you know, we go school, uni, cool, now you get your job. You, you might go, you know, you, you don't want to do that, but you might have a revelation in your life at uh, 35. You're like, fuck, you know, I want to be the best engineer in the country. Well, nothing to stop you going online and learning to be the best engineer in the country and then put the work in. Mm. And you could actually do that. But we rush everyone. I think we rush them into getting some sort of education, but then we rush them into buying property as well to mm. basically go, well, but you, you should because you've got a job, you've got a steady income, therefore this is the next step. And I think we just sort of step everyone's life out, but then they're just, it's just like the next trap that yeah. you fall into. And then if, if you don't want to be doing that, but if you want to be doing it, that's completely fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think we need to be... Tr- like ruthlessly honest with ourselves about it. That's it. Yeah, that's the key. Yeah. Because, mm. um, like, why Why is it not normal or okay just to have a business and try and make that as good as you can and make heaps of money out of that? Mm. Or to be, like, the biggest picker-upper of rubbish in in the country. Yeah, or You're just known for put that. so much effort into the company that you like working for that you become the CEO. Yeah. Like... Who or cares? a shareholder in it. Who gives you? a fuck if you don't have the house in Remura? Mm. Like the address or whatever. Like why? Why is it? Why is that? Like the, it's like, oh cool, I'm on this path to be the CEO of such and such company and I just, you know, I've got a plan and I want to do so good and blah, blah, blah. And that's cool and you want to stick to it. And then it's like, as soon as you get like a 750 grand paycheck, it's like, oh, let's go get a mortgage mm. back, like plan B, you know, just in case we have the asset out the back. <laughs> go get a what, 750k no, you got a seven hundred fifty k salary for becoming oh. like a gangster CEO or something. Yeah, you make yeah. it, and then you go like, oh, "I've got to, got to live in Parnell." Yeah, gotcha. You know, like got to have the address, this thing, the, yeah. the asset cool. behind me. Yeah. But why? Why? Why is that the thing that we have to do? Yeah, it's been planted. today. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. I think from a young age we're marketed to to then determine what we think the things are to be doing in our future, and then once we start getting closer to them, we start to then freak out that we're not doing it but then we see more of our peers doing it at that time we're like fuck you know whether it be getting engaged whether it be the oe whether it be buying a property having a kid 
yeah, having a kid, getting yeah. married, like all of these big milestones. It's sort of, oh, you know, like you, you'll be next or had, what, had what, a, what are you doing? Had another kid over Easter, mate. Yeah? Yeah, fuck. Little orange fluffy one. I see it. Good, good looking <laughs> one too. Sort of sprawls out. Taz has yeah. shown me a couple of photos. Just sprawls out. Just chilling out. Yeah, he's yeah. a little bastard. Look at my hands. Rips you up. Yeah, rips little, me little up. Yeah, Donnie. He's orange, so I, I called him Donald Trump, so now he's Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. I actually thought over the... You know, in New Zealand, we sort of, um, you know, we say to people, oh, do, do, you, do you own this place? Yeah, I own it. Or, But if you say, oh, yeah, I, I, I just rent here. I rent here. People are like, oh, oh, okay, you only rent it. Instead of me asking people now, oh, do you own this? I'm going to start pe- saying to people, um, oh, fuck, how much do you owe the bank for this? <laughs> oh, savage. And you're going to flip it. <laughs> yeah. Flip it. It's no different to like, oh, I, I sold it for $1.6 million. But, but actually... You paid back the million dollar mortgage and you paid the real estate agent 60 grand for the fees and the lawyer five grand for the documents. Yeah. It's like, oh, my net proceeds are the deposit on the next one. Go <laughs> <laughs> again. Okay, so let's get into this this next kind of lie. And we've spoken about this a number of times. Inflation is transitory. Oh. And it was so sad at the time. This is the one I'm probably the... I'm the dirtiest on this one. Same. because, And I, I hate looking into the past because I'm just like, Forward, forward, forward. You can't control the past. It's done. Yeah. But this one I'm pretty dirty on. Yeah. And it was like the... It's the first time I've ever seen governments all together act and say the same, which is weird. Yeah, it was a bit of an eye-opener, eh? Yeah. I don't like those videos that pop up on social media and it's one news presenter saying something and then it zooms out and it's two and they're saying the exact same thing. Then it's four. It's like, who's pulling the fucking strings around here, eh? 16. I'm like, oh man. I don't even know what's real these days though, you know? Yeah, uh, I don't want to see that because I'm like, fuck. But you see our our news reporters and stuff say the same stuff. It's Mm. like, eh. And little clips, I'm like, yeah, that's why I don't watch you because you guys are crooks but <laughs> but it, the the transitory inflation thing was the biggest lie and there were people talking about it like you started getting pretty heavy about it in august 2020 mm. there's like a video of you doing a live walking down the street like you need to be worried about this yeah <laughs> i come out for a run and i'm like fuck man so many people are gonna get they're just gonna be so gutted when they realize they got tricked yeah and hey here we are yeah now the now the whole country is like Fuck, shit's getting expensive, eh? Yeah. And and, it, and it's been 18 months above 7% and it hasn't come down at all. The last three prints have been above 7%. I thought it was transitory. Yeah. Nah, transitory was the biggest lie out of central banks and governments I think I've ever seen. So someone missed me this morning. Fuck, I hate the spiels from a few months ago with the bullshit excuse that our current inflation was lower than the rest of the world and our management has been great at keeping it at lower levels than others. What a crock of shit. New Zealand always seems to be lagging behind the rest of the world in everything. And if we do take the lead, we hold on to it for so much longer than anyone else before falling behind again. This country is weird, bro. And I reckon, like, when you get to that point of your thinking, this is when you start to realise, fuck, it's a bit broken. Like, this is broken. And... I said to this person, well, yeah, sadly, for me, it always feels like it's anything to remove people's fears and pretend they don't need to take any action. Yeah. And that that's the sad thing. Just just for context, that's the graph you shared on your Instagram story of the world's inflation, right? Yeah. And everyone has come down pretty much, apart from the hyperinflation countries, and the New Zealand says unchanged. Yeah. But our finance minister, for a year, has been going on TV, up on the pedestal, being like our economy's stronger than normal, we're doing better than the rest of the world with inflation. Yep. Every fucking word is a lie. So he's just full of shit. 
Mm. Like the data is there to show that he's lying. And, and even if we and, are doing comparatively better than some countries, okay, I hear that and it goes, it removes a little bit of my stress, right? If I'm not a critical thinker like myself, for me, I look at it and go, well, mate, it doesn't matter when I go to Countdown. No. Nah. The fucking yeah. shit's still expensive, mate. Yeah. So, you know, oh, great that over in Australia it's 7.3% at 7.2 here. And, oh, cool, they're, they're ahead of us. You know, their inflation's yeah. worse. <laughs> I'm like, well, I fucking hope they're all good as well. I better check in with my mate in Australia. I'm not like, oh, yeah, that makes me feel way better. I'm like, well, so we know what you're telling me is we all made the same mistakes. And you lied to two, three, four, five countries. Like, hang on. You know, not, yeah. not like, oh, okay, great. Yeah, cool. I've got nothing to worry about now. This is shit. We should be worried. Yeah. You, got, you guys all, all fucked this up. Yeah. And, you're, and none of you ever come on the news and tell me what I should do about it. The scariest part is we voted you all in. Yeah. We, we trusted you. <laughs> yeah. we, to, one in two Kiwis gave you a tick to, yeah. to, to get us through this and to sort it out. And, and then you lied to us and tell us, don't worry, it'll be okay. And then you never provide a solution of what yeah, we can do. Simultaneously butchering it. Yeah. And then it gets loud enough that people think this inflation does suck. And so you think, okay, well, what we'll do is we'll trick the public a little bit more. We'll give those that earn under $70,000, a huge, huge portion of people, we'll give them 350 bucks. That'll fix it all. Well, <laughs> well, a year later, inflation's still here. It's actually higher than what it was when those payments <laughs> yeah. went out. Oh, and your interest rates are now higher by at least 2%. That's a 100% increase from 2% to 4.5%. Yeah. It's a 150% increase, and we've still got some pain to go. And, nah, well, we can't give you any more money. Well, hang on. If you could give it to us last year, if you could give it to us last year when things weren't as bad as they are now, why aren't we doing it again? Yeah. So either it will come again, and I Googled this, they're doing it in the UK. The they're, cost of living. They're doing another one. They're, they have an inflation rate in double digits too. Oh. They're 10.8%. So this is where like, I just think, hmm, this is so weird. You know, I, I said, I then put on Instagram, okay, June 2021 inflation was 3.3%. So we breach the target of what we think Mm. is okay inflation, 1% to 3%. Also, just a side note on that, this is probably a separate topic, but you know, to think that we encourage people and say inflation's good, we want the cost of everything to go up. Like Again, it's like another trick. Well, why it is a fuck, trick. Why? why do you want everything? Well, I don't want my coffee to get dirty. This is my year. argument about inflation. Is my, we'll just tangent quickly. Yeah. <laughs> As humans, we go to work and we produce things, and we come up with ideas, and we engineer things to be better, faster, more efficient, so our lives get easier. Yep. While we do that, it reduces the cost of things. So, like, the iPad, imagine. Like, the, the iPad has probably changed the workforce forever, and it's made lots of things more efficient. There's video meetings, there's all of this stuff. And iPhones. iPhones. Yeah. Like these things are, are product ingenuity and productivity that brings down the cost of our day. So why do like economists want inflation? Inflation means price go up. Mm. When we're all here working to try and bring the cost of things down. Yeah, it seems fucked. It's backwards as fuck. I need to learn I need to, then this is where you're like, okay, now I need to go study this to figure out why. And then yeah, there'll be well, arguments if you go from back and you look back at like the the late 1800s and stuff like that, when gold was money, which is effectively, depending on like resources, on average it pulls 2% more gold out of the, the earth per year. So I guess that's it's a variable, but that's probably the most that can be pulled out in a year. Um, 
that's when like the plane was invented we had the industrial revolution and all that kind of shit and it kind of makes sense because it's like we had a stable form of savings you save up get funding from people who have saved up it's not getting wasted away in the bank account while you've got a plan brewing in the back of your head to invent the fucking train (laughs) you know like (laughs) yeah and you can go and do this stuff whereas now it's like i start thinking i'm like fuck i need to make way more money because in 10 years like 100 grand is trash yeah that's terrifying it is. And it's and because it, now I know that it was a lie. Transitory was a lie. How long is it actually gonna be around for? Yeah. And then like, you look at the value of the US dollar over a hundred years and look how much that's come backwards. Ninety nine point nine percent. Yeah. And then that's why people say, Well, why contribute, you know, oh cool, you have a million dollars in your Kiwi saver at sixty five, but it's not gonna matter. But obviously you're going to contribute more because your income's gonna increase. I think part of maybe that lie is okay, then that then we get a bit of a, a higher um income and so we think we're winning we're growing my income's increasing each year mm. but then we're not measuring it real love that don't they yeah we all do Increase we all trim minimum wage like oh yeah. your wages are going up at six percent a year yeah yeah but after tax it's five and inflation yeah, was eight so you're fucking getting rinsed by three percent every year right now yeah but we'll keep you in the trap because you think oh well i'm, I'm getting ahead of look over the last three years my income's increased by this yeah yeah but has your life gotten any better have you paid off more of your mortgage like and then when you look at housing inflation it's like oh you used to be able to buy a house for like three or four times your total household income and one person was buying a house then it was two people and now it's ten times your income and it's like what that that's an even higher inflation rate than the inflation <laughs> rate so what the fuck's going on here yeah, and it's yeah. like when you start doing this stuff you're like oh shit I've, what, all of these, where have I been looking all of these super duper professionals that stand up on TV and tell you what's going on are just full of shit yeah I didn't want to have anal but I'm getting fucked in the ass here <laughs> yeah. sorry okay. Jesus June 2021 <laughs> inflation was 3.3% okay so I'm saying well Imagine, instead of whoever getting up in front of the country, like, I'm like, where is our 1pm, hey, we all we need every one of you to tune in here, please. Look, inflation isn't transitory. We're really concerned about inflation. We're going to need all of you to start thinking about different ways to earn income. And we would really love it if the most intelligent of you out there and all of you that can, that have access to the internet, could please try and make some income outside of New Zealand and then bring it into New Zealand. (laughs) We would like you to pay tax on it, but that would be a great way for our country and to get you ready for the inflation that we're going to be sitting in for potentially the next four years. Imagine if that was the message. We would (laughs) just like each of you to try and make $10,000 US online from other people around the world, whether it's selling pictures of your feet, whether it is whatever. (laughs) We've seen all the things in your messages. Yeah, Yeah, whether it's you're exporting panties. Use panties. (laughs) So good. You know, and you're bringing in external income. And we we taught people this isn't going to be transitory. And yes, we know that a lot of you aren't going to be able to do that. But you need to think about how you're going to protect yourself through this next period because you're going to be facing inflation that is above the accepted rate of 1% to 3% for potentially four years. Imagine if we told everyone that in June 2021. That person would have got voted out. Or assassinated, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, or what? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. but That's what I don't understand. The, I mean, the problem with this whole inflation transitory lie thing that we're talking about, the one you have been lied to, is unlike the other ones where, you know, we talk about all the time, like, we don't really have a solution for this. No. We have to sit it out. I mean, the solution is to earn more money mm. and and back yourself to grow faster than the inflation rate, yeah. which is hard, but that's your option. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I can't change the monetary policy. I can't reduce the amount of dollars in the system overnight. I can't do any of that. So I don't have that solution, unfortunately. And none of us do. <laughs> no. No. Well, at least Adrian's listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
But the, the next message is back from the person who sent the message saying, you know, this, this country's weird, bro. Like, this doesn't make sense to me. They're then saying, it's fucked, day. Eh? A way to keep people trapped, I reckon. Little pat on the head. There, there. It's not too bad. Keep spending. Keep driving your debt. That's what you really want, my friend. <laughs> you know, and, and you do wonder, you're like, yeah, it does kind of seem a bit mm. like that. There's no, like, bang in your face. Hey, you know, they, these I watch journalists quiz politicians about inflation. What are you going to do about it? And blah, blah, blah. And it wouldn't it be refreshing if one of them's like, you know what, fucking, I'm going to be honest, it's going to be really hard for us to get in control of this. So I would suggest that every Kiwi watching this, you should try and go and aim to make 10% more of your income after tax over the next 12 months. <laughs> and then if you can do that, you should figure out ways you can help out in your community. And you should figure out how to teach other people that are in your family to do that. You should figure out how to do the uh, do that for the communities that you work in and for the sporting clubs that you're a part of. You really need to get serious about this yourself because we can't fucking fix it. <laughs> yeah, the journalist talking to you, though, would say, are you saying Kiwis don't work hard? Yeah, yeah. That's the problem, oh, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, that would yeah. be the news headline. Yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I would say, no, New Zealand's in a very unique time and that requires unique solutions. Yeah. Oh, no, that's not what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why, why, why should they work hard? You know? <laughs> so, yeah, it, it must be really hard. But I think you want to, as we always say, you want to get these things and go, right, just because that's the little pat on the head that you're getting, oh, it's, oh, it's all going to be okay. You know, I fucking can't stand when someone's like, oh, it's all going to be okay. I'm like, what are the answers? What are the solutions? Yeah. Let's roll. You know, like, yeah, it probably, <laughs> makes me grind my teeth. <laughs> I say things will be okay because I know that what that means to me is I will figure out a solution. Yeah, I will you find have the to answer. Be, take control yourself. Yeah. The other uh, example I just want to share, mate, is that I was working with a client last week. Now, this is very, very common in business and a lot of people who aren't in business will never see this and that is that your staff, the staff get paid more than the business owners. Yeah, it's very common in New Zealand, believe it or not, people. Yeah. Yeah. And they will do everything they can. They will skip months of their pay. Oh, things got tight. What did you, oh, we just didn't pay ourselves. Yeah. How did your wife take that? How did your husband take that? Oh, fuck, not overly stoked, but you know, so we'll make it up to them. So I often say, remember team, it's okay to reward yourself for the risk that you're taking. You need to... Your staff aren't going to, when this business fails and we run out of money, they're not going to put the hat around and be like, I feel really sorry for you, boss. No, they're up to get another job. Yeah, they're like, fuck. And they probably still think you're an asshole. Oh, <laughs> fuck, they fired all of us. You know, I couldn't yeah. believe it. So, you know, I said, what are your ideal incomes for a business like this? And they said a number. And instantly in my head, I'm like, it's way too low. It's just, yep. it's not worth the stress. One of them said to me, uh, oh, last week I woke up at 3am and I couldn't get back to sleep because I was worried about XYZ with this client. And Oh, fucking poor person. And I was like, oh my God. So I'm like, trading your life and your sanity for that figure shouldn't be worth it because you could probably get a job that would make you 80% of that. Yeah. Yeah, probably 80% in yep. your industry. So instead of explaining that, I first, I said, can I, can I, show you what earning $400,000 looks like in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And they're like, fucking hell, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah, sweet. <laughs> and, and so I basically took their number and I made it a lot bigger, right? And I said, cool, so you're going to pay $150,000. Well, you're going to spend $150,000 on tax and putting some money aside for KiwiSaver. And you're basically going to be left with $20,000 after tax every month. And I said, how does that make you feel? And there's usually two answers. It's usually, fuck, that's a lot of money. Or it's the realisation, and this is the realisation I got, yeah. fuck, that's a lot of tax. I had no <laughs> idea that's the amount of tax you have to pay. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. So you know what you're currently getting paid and then how you think that that's the figure you want to make over there and then I've just thrown this massive figure at you. It's actually made you realise, holy fuck. Yeah. Even the 400000 thing 
to only have 20 grand to be in a top 0.5% earner in the country, earning 400 grand, to then only get 20 grand in the hand a month. You're like, whoa, okay. Because all all that happens... It's almost disincentivizing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because all that happens is you go, you know, say... And because people out there will be going, well, fuck, you know, it'd be lovely to make 400 grand. Like, that sounds like a great problem to have, having 20 grand a month, blah, blah, blah. Remember, you're thinking about that in the situation you're in at the moment. If someone said to you, hey, look, for the next five years or from next year onwards, you're going to go to 400 grand a year. Do you think, do you honestly think you would sit there and tell Mike and I, you're going to stay in the same house? You're not going to go get the boat. You're not going to, your lifestyle would completely change. So someone earning 400 Gs a year, they're not thinking, you know what, I might get myself a nice two bedroom leasehold property and you know, pay 30 grand for it. They're like, fuck man, that means, this is how we've been taught in New Zealand, that means that I could probably borrow 2 million. Yeah. <laughs> So exactly. if I earn 400 Jeezy's baby, I deserve a $2 million property. So let's just stretch that out for a second, okay? So let's say that you then start thinking differently and you go, fuck, I want the house that I've dreamed of and, and I want this epic joint. And so you line up a $2 million property. You line up a $2 million apartment in the mount. Gucci. Yeah, you're on the Proper water. Gucci. Yeah, and you're like, fuck, I mean, this is, you know, this is living. Oh, this is living. <laughs> yeah. And you line that thing up and you go, cool. You, you have to pay a bit over for it, but you've got your deposit. You end up with $2 million worth of debt. Now, you've got your apartment and you've got $2 million bucks worth of debt. You earn four hundred grand. Well, if you then contribute to your KiwiSaver, you paid your taxes, you earn four hundred grand. you have got $240,000-ish, $250,000, uh, there to, to spend throughout the year. If you then took $50,000 of that, $250,000, you used $50,000 a year and you didn't get charged any interest. <laughs> no interest. Somehow you got an interest-free loan. Yeah. It would still take you 10 years to pay off the $2 million of debt. Yeah. Crazy. Doesn't that just seem fucked and broken? <laughs> you could be in the top 0.5% income earners in the country. You could end up with a $2 million apartment I mean, you're not going to get an interest-free loan to start with, no. especially for 10 years. So No, it's going to be that price for 30 years. <laughs> so it's probably going to take you 20 years plus yeah. to pay that thing off. Yeah. And then you go to Omaha and you have a couple of beers down the, down the bloody local cafe, whatever, <laughs> and old mate's like, oh, yeah, fuck, you know, my place was $10 million. Or you have a look at Takapuna. There's a place that looks out to the water in Takapuna. Oh, this is $10 million. Think. How the fuck did you pay off ten million dollars worth of property? Like, <laughs> how did that happen? But I think it's a good like I always go and explore that to remind myself I'm thinking too small. Like say, you know, I think, oh, I genuinely want to have a place in this town and a place in this one. Like if that's what you want to do and pay for it and own them, mm. even you realise, okay, even if I earned four hundred G's a year, it's probably not possible. Mm. It's probably not possible just doing that. Yeah, crazy, eh? Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy to think about like that. Yeah, I, I don't like thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes you realize how people then go, well, I need to leverage. I need to, you know, start a business and sell that, sell it tax-free, mm. or I need to inherit a fuck ton of money, or I do need to win lotto or whatever. And I think the danger of doing these types of calculations and going into the future trying to figure out what you really want and trying to, you know, push yourself to go, it needs to be bigger than currently what I have then you realize, oh, this is really, really hard. And it should make you appreciate the fact that some people have been able to achieve it because they've left a, a blueprint. 
And they've left answers, they've left footsteps, they've left clues. It's really, really hard, but not impossible, eh? That, and that is the key message of this pod, because we're not massive on... Like, what I wanted to call this almost was you... Like, most of you can't get ahead in New Zealand. Mm. And the reason most of us can't That's get ahead in New Zealand... That's a brutal headline. Yeah. <laughs> the reason most people can't get ahead in New Zealand is because you're never going to get taught what we've just taught in the last 45 minutes. Mm. You're never going to get sat down with... Like, I sat down with someone recently and they, I said, you know, here's my income targets and stuff. They're like, <laughs> unless it's a million, it's not really an income, bro. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, oh, and do you know how hard it is to make a million dollars in New Zealand? Like, Fuck, it's nearly impossible here. Right? So you don't want to be doing that. You don't, you're playing the wrong game. I was like, okay, okay, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, so in each we've each got our own goals. And this does drag me to a piece in my brain where I always think, yeah, but what's the point of all this shit? Yeah, you know, I you have can, these. Yeah, and you can see where people just go, I just want a tiny house, I don't want any debt, and like, fuck you guys with your $2 million place looking out to the beach yeah. at the mount. That's yeah. stupid. <laughs> That's not worth trading your life for all that stress. And I completely, I'm sweet with that. Yeah, like, same. You, you do you, but don't rip on the people that do want bigger things or don't, like, you've got to learn yourself to get content with the things that you do want. Yeah, no comparison, ref- eh? Yeah. Comparison sucks both ways. Yeah. Um. Up, down, left, right. Like, just don't compare to others and don't force comparison on others. Yeah. You know, like, I just think uh, run your own race is so important because otherwise you just get tied up in emotional feelings that no one gives a fuck about and it'll just take up rent space in your head for the rest of time that is not helpful to you. Yeah, and you're recruited anyway. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but, yeah, I have those thoughts sometimes about, like, is this all worth it? Like... Is you know, I could probably just cruise from now on on and be sweet, you know, and have like my Melbourne Formula One holiday and shit like that. Mm. But then it's then I get into like a couple of months and I'm like, nah, fuck, let's turn the afterburners on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that might be a personal thing, you know. It is. But I just, just know thyself. Like, yeah, you know. I just I just like being more under pressure. Yeah, yeah. I've gone from I've gone almost from like completely. One day I'm going to exit, take a big paycheck. And do whatever I want to being like, I think I'm going to work till I die. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, so that's <laughs> yeah. uh, not for change. everyone, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I do. Just on the you know the example of the 400k, pay your taxes, pay your KiwiSaver, pay, try and pay off your debt. Of course, that that's a good reminder. But you could do it differently. You could decide. Well, instead of buying that place, like you said this to me the other day, um, we were staying in the mount. Admittedly, we didn't pay, so I don't want to flex and be like oh look we were fucking staying look, look paid for that we didn't pay this time so it was great yeah, <laughs> I, got to, nice. I got to taste it for free um, but you could you could save that 200k per per year and you could stack that and you could invest it and then you could get paid dividends and for a weekend or a month of the year or yeah. whatever you could go and live in that place and pay for it out of your returns that you get from that and then you actually wouldn't have to own it Yeah. but naturally here we want to own everything it's like the, the thing that we get taught you know, why would you rent that man just fucking buy it Yeah. what are you doing yeah, there's a certain there's a certain uh, portion of ownership that equals freedom, because it's yours to do what you want when you want, true, whatever you want. And I am fully on board with that. I believe like sole rights ownership is quite important at some point in your life for something that you want. Um, but like, if it's a beach house, the amount of people I know that own beach houses and go for four weeks at Christmas or three weeks at Christmas, I'm like. Yeah. You know, that's $2 million if you took that out and then just rented it out for four weeks at Christmas. Yeah. You know, like, (laughs) and then you could also do different bays 
or yep. areas that you want to go to. You could do Mount one year, you could do Talbot Bay up north the other year. You go to, mm. you know, so you've got to just got to actually think. Yeah, you can turn that house into an asset. And when I was in the mount, I saw one of my mates down there, and I knew where he lived, what street he's in, and he sent me a photo. I was like, bro, where you're not at your place? And he's like, oh no, nah, bro, long weekend. I rent that motherfucker out. <laughs> and I still wouldn't have had a yarn of him. He'd be, he'd be one of the most successful dudes I know in yeah. terms of like what he does. And he's like, oh, yeah, bro, recession's coming, man. You've got to take every income drip you can get, eh? So he moves, <laughs> man. He moves his family <laughs> to a place where they can stay for the long weekends in the mount so that he can make $1,000 a night. Yeah. And he's like, you'd be fucking stupid not to, mate. The recession coming. So like, what, you know? And I'm like, wow, okay. Like, this dude does not need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I just it's it's just like a cool reminder of he's looked at it. But this is the coolest part. So he's like, Yeah, but um yeah, I got a, I got a six bedroom place. He's got a number of kids. So I got a six bedroom place. And I was like, geez, I wouldn't imagine everyone would want to rent a six bedroom place, but he's like, nah, no, they don't. So he's like, So we put a lock on each door, now we can put it on the Airbnb that we've got a two bedroom through to a six bedroom house, and then we just lock <laughs> the doors they don't want. My, my man is an entrepreneur. Yeah, he's got that shit going. <laughs> yeah. So basically, that thing is always available for rent because if it's just, you know, people aren't going to search for, like, oh, that's got way too many bedrooms, be too expensive. Man. Yeah. So he just has just solved that problem as well. Well, we'll just make it as many bedrooms as you want, so two cool. through to six. <laughs> yeah. Really simply as well. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, And that's, you know, this is sometimes, like, this is a good example of what it takes to just find ways in your own life to try and bring some extra income in. You know, this person does not really need to, but they're like, well, I know better, therefore I should do better. Like, I should do differently. Yeah. And yeah, I think, I think a, a great, uh, something that's served me really well is, like, if everyone thinks this way, what does the opposite look like? Mm. You know, like, what, 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 what is what can I ask why about? Like pure curiosity, and just just think of what the opposite to the crowd's doing. Yeah, and you end up finding all sorts of things that are little hidden gems. Yeah, <laughs> and normally they provide quite a lot of value and and cash flow, like on Airbnb, because no one else is doing them. And mm. you know, so yeah, I just think uh, go against the grain a little bit, especially for the time coming up. Yeah, especially put time into thinking what you want out of your life. That's the key. And yeah, you have to be honest about your goals and then really think about the path that you're on and will you get them? And if you won't get them, will that upset you? And if it doesn't, then that's cool. Um, if it will upset you, then you need to make changes accordingly and then get to work. That's beautifully summed up, mate. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, you've been lied to. Now you know. Yeah. So fucking do something about it. <laughs> and don't forget to leave a five-star review. Yeah. <laughs> that would be nice. Rightio, mate. We'll get out of here from this one. That got us going. Oh, geez, nearly an hour there. We hope we don't trigger too many people. But uh, it's a very, very important topic.